On today's show, we welcome Ashley Daly, an awesome runner from Kansas in the USA. Welcome to the show, Ashley. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I have been really looking forward to our catch up and I see your photos come on and you just always look I'm so happy with a big smile on your face. <laughs> you, you know, you've got, you know, bright hair, you've got delicious healthy foods and um, you know, big, big, big eyes just beaming into the camera. Just and I've got um, you know, big eyes that beam into the camera too. And it's <laughs> always just so lovely to see you pop up with your carrot juices it looks like and different things you look super healthy Uh, but for people that (laughs) haven't come across um, we haven't come across you could you tell us a little bit about your endurance life yeah so I started running in the summer of 2013 but the year before that I actually married my husband moved to Kansas from Illinois And in the middle of all of that craziness, I decided that I kind of wanted to, like, change my lifestyle and get healthy and lose weight. So um, I started that by changing my diet up, and I started doing these at-home workout DVDs. But that got got very uh, boring after about a year, and I had also hit, like, a weight loss plateau, so I was... uh, looking for a a different way to like exercise and move and just like something fun. So I started venturing into the fitness center at the apartment that we used to live at. Um, But it wasn't a great fitness center. Like it had this weird Bowflex machine that like I'm pretty sure was broken. (laughs) It had two ellipticals, one of which did not work. And one treadmill... (laughs) So I decided, hey, I am going to try out the treadmill. So I downloaded this uh, Couch to 5K app onto Mm -hmm. my phone, Mm -hmm. and I I started following that. But then, again, I got bored of running on the treadmill because, like, the treadmill is incredibly boring. Mm. So I started uh, following my Couch to 5K program out on this trail that ran by my apartment, and by that time, I was I was pretty much hooked. And uh, now, six years later, I don't run for weight loss anymore, which is really good for me because that was just like I was in a very bad mindset at that point. So mm. now I now I uh, I just run for fun and because I love it. See, that's cool. Isn't it interesting? Hey, the treadmill, like you know, there, there's some benefits to it. You know, like once you, once you, like if you want to keep your consistency going, like you know, it's raining or something else, or you know, you, you've got to really squeeze something in for time. It's like the treadmill's good if it's there, um, but but otherwise, you know, by comparison, the 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 dodgy the dodgy gym, the the exercise <laughs> DVD. I've been there at the exercise DVDs. Yeah. Um, and then to, to be able to go and run and, and especially if there's a nice trail, like all of a sudden you're out amongst nature and, um, you know, that's, that's got to, you know, raise the bar a bit in terms of enjoyment. But do you think like the, the real turning point was where it's not for weight loss anymore and it's actually just for the joy of running? Oh, absolutely. Like, I think if you want to live like a healthy lifestyle or be like an endurance athlete, you have to find something that you really love. And I was lucky enough to find what I really loved. And that was running. 
Mm. So that's cool. So, so getting into um, you know being an endurance athlete, you know, it's pl- plenty of benefits come your way. But one definite one is that you've stumbled across your passion. Well, is there any other sort of benefits that have come into your life from from being a runner now? Oh, definitely. Like like I said, I live a much healthier lifestyle now. I actually like to call myself a reformed couch potato because as like a teenager, I was kind of like lazy and I didn't do a lot. But now at this point, I'm not obsessed with losing weight like I was in my early 20s. I eat healthier and, you know, I uh, I eat to fuel my running and not just to lose weight. Um, it's not my main focus anymore. Um, I also have anxiety, so running kind of helps, like, keep that under control. Mm. See, that's a full-on one, isn't it? Like, it's so interesting how often it comes up about how – you know, running or any endurance, I suppose, but how running helps to keep things like mental health sort of stuff either at bay, in check, uh, or, you know, gives a boost of positive that sort of like, yeah, like keeps you on a, on a even pain, plane. I don't know if the right word there is, but you know, like keep you balanced. Is, is that sort of how it feels for you? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like, I think the endorphins definitely help, but just having like something to get you outside and in nature and like outside of your mind is so helpful. Mm, mm. Well, that's you know, I always love um, the the vulnerability and the and the bravery or courage to be able to talk about these things, and it's like it really goes to show that we we have you know, I think reached a point, um, in the world, I feel, um, certainly in my world where, you know, we are able to talk about these things more and it's good that we can, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, have stuff going on and, and don't always have an outlet or maybe they feel like they're the only one. Um, but you know, really again, time and time again, it's, it's like running's medicine, do you know, like it just seems like this and, and maybe it's, maybe it's running, maybe it's, um, getting out in nature, um, maybe it's just getting out or having something like a, like I, I feel like this this podcast and 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 my life philosophy is somewhat like trying to get people to explore the things that they love. Like the couch seems so inviting to to just sit on the couch and and the TV and the you know whatever it might be. But like if you can just add a drop of passion uh, and then a cup and then a bucket and then just immerse yourself in what what you love, the things that you enjoy doing. And it could be archery. It could be running. It could be snorkeling. Like I, it could be playing with your dog. Um, I, I almost feel like the, the medicine is find something that you love and do that thing. Oh, definitely. 100%. Mm. And you know, it looks like the, the weight loss thing happened because, you, you know, you look pretty – pretty lean in your, in your, in your picks. Um, so it's, you know, so that, I don't know where you must've started, but are you sort of feeling like that has also been a byproduct, the healthy eating, the constant exercise that the weight has kind of just happened by itself? Yeah, I, I, I did lose quite a bit of weight. Um, I have gained some weight back, but honestly, I think it's because I did go into that really dark place of weight loss and like thinking I had to look a certain way. But now, now, you know, I'm more focused on how my body performs. So uh, it, it definitely has helped, obviously, keep the weight off. But 
And you got any uh, any nutrition secrets? Like, I mean, what what is in these magical um, blended drinks that you have? And like, I, I look at that, I'm like, orange drink? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know it's not Fanta. Like, it must be something good. Um. Well, I mean, I love smoothies, but I I'm not. <laughs> Like a lot of people, I think vegetables aren't super exciting to me. So, you know, if you can throw them into like a smoothie or I like to make these little baked oatmeal cups with zucchini and carrots in them. It's just like a fun way to like sneak in a few servings of vegetables. That sounds interesting. So, um, did you say um, baked with oats? In It's like, that sounds like an interesting thing. Like, is it like a biscuit? Um, so... A lot of people call them like quote unquote healthy muffins, but really it's just like baked oatmeal. So mm. it it's just oatmeal that you bake ahead of time and then it's like good for grab and go breakfasts and I love them, but I like to add a few vegetables in there because I'm kind of bad about that <laughs> otherwise. So, so as a reformed couch potato, when you go back <laughs> when you, and you think back, like, is your is your eating, is this a 180 on the eating? Like, what were you eating when you were on the couch? Was it like potato chips on the couch? Oh, oh, definitely. A lot of junk food, a lot of soda. Um, I, I was very glad to kick my soda habit. I think that was a really big one, a big thing that helped. Mm. But just a lot of junk food in general. Wow. See, that's cool. And and so I suppose like being able to, like you were talking before, you what makes your body f- feel better, perform better, um, you know, that's that's the ultimate goal now. So do you sort of see that? Like, are, are you still tempted from time to time with, like, I'm just not trying to like, you know, reveal all your secrets, but like, <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, it's a, it's a tricky whole world, you know, like the fast food, you know, I don't know about Kansas, I just love the idea that that's was it Wizard of Oz, yeah. Um, you know, that that just seems cool, um, especially me from being from Oz. I know it's different, but still. Um, but but you know, do you feel that like you know you you're sometimes tempted, or are you just most of the time now you're like, nah, I know what my body needs and I eat well. Um, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I'm a big believer in like treats, you know. So like every once in a while, it's good to like oh, have cookies or cake on your birthday or, you know, just a milkshake with friends or whatever. Um, But yeah, like as far as fast food goes, I do not do that anymore because it just, after you eat it, I just feel so terrible. So that Mm. I'm pretty good about staying away from. I like it. I like it. And so, you know, in all these um, different events and different things that you're doing, um, do you have a favorite, uh, you know, endurance event that you've done? Yeah, so my my favorite endurance event, I think, so far was my first half marathon, uh, just because crossing that finish line was, like, something that seemed so unattainable before, mm. and it was, and- like, such a big, scary goal that, like, I put my mind into, and I did it, and it was just a great feeling. Yeah, and what was the longest event that you'd done prior to that? So before then, I think the longest run I had ever done was like five or six miles. Mm. Um, Yeah, I hadn't really done anything before my half marathon. It was my first ever race. So finishing that, you would have felt like Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. Like, you know, with with the training not uh, much before, I don't know if you'd had a coach or if you were just sort of like still just working up for it. Did you just see that event and think, you know what, like, why not? Like, let's just see if I can actually do this thing. Can I go that far? Um, is that is that what the thinking was? 
Yeah, that was pretty much it. Like, I saw this race, and it was actually the day before my birthday. So I was like, well, I obviously have to do it. So (laughs) I found just, like, a training plan online, and I followed it. And um, it was great because I had never, like, done any kind of structured training before that. And I absolutely loved it. See, that's interesting. And, you know, any, uh, any challenges through the, you know, it's like, seems like, you know, um, runners always have their story of like, and you won't believe what happened. You know, like I lost a shoe and then there was a cyclone. You know, like, you know, I don't know if it was the race day. Was it a good weather day? Did, did everything kind of go well for you? Um, yeah, for the most part, everything went well. I don't think I fueled very well. I was so nervous beforehand that, like, I could hardly eat my banana and drink my coffee. So I definitely wasn't fueled very well. And Mm. I I felt that in the very last, like, two or three miles. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. See, that's pretty good. And was it, like, road or was it trail? It was a road race, yeah. Mm -hmm. And do do you have a preference to road or trail? Um, I, well, I usually run on road just because it's more convenient. If I had like the opportunity and like the chance to run on trails, I definitely would more often. Mm. See, that's an interesting one too, isn't it? It's like depending on where you live and, you know, say, like you, I interview a lot of people from Boulder, Colorado, and I mean, I don't know. I'm geographically challenged, right? So I don't exactly know where Kansas is in relation in relation to Boulder. But you hear the guys talking about um, Boulder. It's like, we just go out and there's just trails and mountains and things everywhere. So it, I suppose in a way it does sort of depend on what's on your doorstep. Um, but yeah, running on the road is always just very easy because you open the door. There's the road in most cases. So I just that's where I train. Yeah, exactly. And that's basically how it is for me. Like I just walk out my front door and I'm like, I'm training, but my dad actually lives in Colorado. So yeah, he talks about just like the trails and all this stuff all the time. And I'm just like, oh, if only. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like just an adventure is paradise, Boulder. It's um, one place that like we, my wife and I, we've never really wanted to travel the world or anything. We'd love to travel Australia because there's just so much to do here. I mean, even we, we've been looking lately and um, I'm starting to pivot um, what we're doing in our life and, and going to do a lot more adventurous kind of experiences and things. And we've just done like a little drop pin, you know, within like a, a radius of our own place here. And there's like 500 adventures that you can do um, all within an hour's drive. And like, you know, like that's mind boggling as we were just sort of realizing that we haven't hardly done any of these things and we live right here where it all is uh, in Queensland. So it's, it's, hopefully that we'll get out there and, and actually experience a bit more of it. Um, I don't suppose, um, I mean, what's Kansas oh, like? Yeah, that, wow, that sounds incredible. Yeah, Kansas, it is. So every, everybody thinks that Kansas is flat, but I am here to tell everyone that Kansas is not flat. <laughs> we do have some hills, some rolling hills. Um, but yeah, a lot of Kansas is just like farmland. So cows and like corn and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Sounds um sounds sounds picturesque, I suppose, at the same time. Something nice about the old um like farming country, I suppose. Now, like I don't know if it's similar, 
to, to Queensland, but you know you can certainly see a lot of that um, in, in Queensland. My parents-in-law are farmers, and it's it's always a bit nice to get out and you just sort of see like these massive spanning properties. And like where I live, we're all like right on top of each other. Like houses are on like 400 square meter blocks, just jammed in. Like from my backyard, I think six other houses back onto my yard. It's so like just. Um, and then, but then even then I would talk to someone from another part of the world and be like, ah, Tom, that's not built up. You know, like when you think of some of these like New York's or wherever else, and it's like the whole, um, again, I'm geographically challenged, but you, I imagine the whole <laughs> population of Australia crammed into one little city, the size of Brisbane, you know, like, I don't know, I don't really know built up, but, um, certainly it sounds nice where you live. Quiet. Oh yeah. It, oh, it's so quiet. I actually love it because I grew up on a farm in Illinois. Mm. So the farmland is just like my favorite. So it's pretty great for me. I like it. I like it. And so, you know, all the events that you've done, what's the longest distance that you've gone so far? Is it, is it still the half or have you pushed it longer? Yeah. So the longest race I've ever done is just the half, but I have done um, one 14 mile training run. So I haven't gone much farther than that yet. Any, any temptation to, to push it to the marathon? Yeah, eventually I do want to do a marathon um, one day. <laughs> it's a long way, though. It is a really long way. Like, I, uh, I even a half marathon is a, re- is a really long way. And it's just, it's so crazy. I don't know if, if you follow, like, ultra runners or, or marathoners or anything like that, you know, on, on social media. But it's just, like, the distances and some of the people that I've interviewed. And, you know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to go and do an 888-kilometer run that spans over four days. And, and you're like, oh, okay, that's, you know, like, blowing my mind space, you know, like as in what's, what, what we're capable of. Um, but you know, you, you found your groove with the half marathon and it, it is a long way. Um, and you just feel like that distance just suits you. Oh yeah. I definitely, well, I definitely like the half marathon because it is like a challenge, but it's also not so like crazy that you can't like not have a life while you're training for it, you know? Mm. Mm. Mm, yeah, I agree. And that's an interesting one too, isn't it? Because I've made that um, error coming into, you know, my endurance life and I've, you know, been listening to all these other people and I'm like, I can do this thing. And I've, I've gone out and tried an ultra run. I, I made it 44k um, and it, it wasn't pretty at all. I probably <laughs> oh, need no. to stop. I need to stop referencing it, but it's it, it wasn't pretty. Um, and you know, so since then, it's like you know, I had to sort of really realize that I can't actually fit um, everything in. Like, and and the, and we have our loves. We talked before about um, you know finding the drop of passion, the cup, the whatever. You know, me talking to you now and and getting to know you, and and this is my passion. Like, I'm loving the podcasting. I'm loving like meeting people and talking and doing things. And so really, like, I had to kind of make a call of, do I keep just trying to set massive goals in the endurance space and then not train for them? Because family is super important to me. This is super important. I've, something was getting bumped and it was training. Um, so I've, I've just realized I've got to bring that back and enjoy this and meet people. And I don't have to be the person that runs the 888K. Um, I can just meet people like yourself and be like, oh, cool. Now tell me about your passion because that's really what lights me up. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, because, like, those people are crazy, and, like, I really look up to them, but at the same time, like, there are other things in life that I'd like to do that aren't running, and that I maybe wouldn't be able to do if I was training for an ultra or whatever. 
Mm. So tell us a bit about that. Do you mind if I ask? Like, what is it that you're doing when you're not running? Like, you know, you've you've made that decision to be able to have more time in your life. It seems to me there's, um, and I could be wrong, but it, um, from memory there were some photos there with with a with a dog, and you seem to be you know ha- having a bit of fun with, with the dog as well. But what is it that you're getting up to when you're not running? Oh yeah, so like like you said, family is very important to me as well. Um, I am also a backyard farmer. So I grow like a big garden in the summer and I raise chickens and I raise dogs. So I actually have four border collies and they are just like, they are my children. <laughs> wow. I mean, a border collie is like, um, from memory, sheepdog. Is that sort yeah. of like, a, and they're full of energy, aren't they? Like, so four, I've got four kids. I don't know if I could trade four kids for four border collies. Like at least the kids at times on the rest. <laughs> Yeah, oh, border collies do not know how to rest, but mm. uh, they they are great dogs, and I I absolutely love them. But they are very time consuming. The backyard farmer that's geez, that sounds so interesting. So so you you growing growing some uh, you got a green thumb. Is that from having grown up on a farm? Yeah. So actually, both of my grandpas and my dad, like they, all three of them, just like kind of influenced me in that area, I guess. And so I've just it's always what I've grown up doing and what I know how to do. Mm. So, uh, yeah. So that's interesting, isn't it? Like I, my wife and I, um, we talk sometimes to be nice to grow veggies and like, you know, if I've painted a picture of how small this yard is, it's not really the yard for, for farming. <laughs> I mean, you could probably fit like a little, little one in, but, um, the problem is that we both believe in a big way that we've got black thumbs. So, you know, like rather than a green <laughs> thumb where you keep things alive, uh, I remember my wife and I, she'll probably, you know, pinch me for saying this, but she got this plant once and the person gave it to her and, and said, look, you know, this was a plant here. here um, welcome to your new house. Um, you know this uh, this plant. They, they just don't die. Like no nothing. You, like you don't even have to water them, and, and but you can. <laughs> but they're just so good they won't die. And, and four weeks later, that thing dead. And oh, <laughs> I, no. I remember two of us like, oh, I think we just got to just call it for what it is. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, some some people have it, some people don't. But you know, again, maybe uh, maybe it's in the genes, or um, maybe like practice could make perfect, and we could come good there. But um, it certainly certainly sounds like an interesting hobby to have, and so so a lot of family time got got um, you know family time there at home. You're doing the farming stuff, um, and then you're just fitting the training in and in and around that sort of stuff. So that sounds kind of nice, kind of nice balanced lifestyle. Oh yeah, it's definitely it definitely works for me. It's uh it's great that I get to like live out my passions every single day. Mm. And so tell us a bit more about that sort of thing. Like I. I want to ask you about mindset and what you think makes up a successful mindset. But I, I definitely feel like passion has to play a part in our lives. And I, it's not something that I ever remember being taught about in school. And I don't know if it's anything that you were taught about in school, but um, I, I really feel like passion has to play a big part in our lives for us to actually be fulfilled. Oh, absolutely. Like, I think if you don't have a passion in life, then like, I think that's when people end up getting like a little bit lost and like fall into those dark mindsets. Like you definitely have to have a passion in life. Mm. And so what do you think makes a successful mindset? I think so. One of my favorite mantras for running is relentless forward motion. And I, I just love that because it, it resonates with me so much. Like as long as you, 
keep moving forward, just like in whatever it is you're doing in running or your career or, you know, growing a garden or whatever, just as long as you keep following the steps to move forward, then you'll end up going to where you need to be. Mm, yeah, it's not stagnant. You don't become stagnant then. You're not stuck in one place. You're not, you're not rotting. It's okay to like enjoy the now, but enjoy the now in pursuit of the things that you love. And then it's not just the pursuit, it's the journey. It makes it worthwhile by the sounds of it. Oh, exactly. Like the journey is the destination, right? Mm, that see, old that's cliche. Really deep. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> for someone so young, you have a um, you know, a very ma- mature or old soul kind of vibe. Like it, you seem to have a lot of this sort of stuff dialed in quite young. <laughs> I think so. My my husband makes fun of me because I live in a neighborhood with a lot of older people and I'm like friends with all of them. And like, mm-hmm. I just love to hang out with them and talk to them. So maybe, maybe that's, that's what that is. Yeah, that's an interesting one too, isn't it? Like I, um, I, I was 10 weeks preemie, um, you know, to the best of my knowledge, like miracle baby, born to 16 and 17 year old kids, you know, like I look back and I see pictures of my parents now and they're half my age and I think like, how did you, how did you manage in the end, how they have four kids, um, you know, but one thing that happened because of that for me was like my whole family kind of banded together to kind of help raise me as, especially in the, in the very early years to help my parents, um, both sides of the family. And, and I, I struck up a, a very close relationship with my granddad and, and like he, he's, you know, mid seventies now. And, and some of my friends' parents are that age, but, um, like he's, he's my best mate. And, you know, we talk, you know, all the time. And one thing that has really, um, struck me is that the, when people have lived a long life, and they've seen so much and he's got this, like, you know, you talked about your grandparents and other people influencing you, like uh, something about being around like older people, I, and and a willingness to be open to what they have to say. I don't have to listen to everything everyone says or follow everything everyone says, but being willing to absorb those things. There's often a lot of life lessons. Like there's a a saying I remember hearing once and it was um, smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from their own mistakes and the mistakes of others. But often when you're with others, um, there's, there's a, I was listening to this Wayne Dyer thing. I love this Dr. Wayne Dyer. And he talks about, you know, all these positive things. And he, he imagines our life like a clock. And he talks about like in the first, you know, from the 12 or the, you know, the one to the six on the clock, you know, you're, you're in the morning of your life. And it's like, you know, all the rules that, you know, ambition and getting out there and getting after everything and beating everyone and competing, you know, that's in, like seems important. But then as you're sort of coming, you know, from the six to the 12 and it's it's the afternoon of your life. A lot of the rules that you know you that you thought that you had to get out after it and beat everyone that kind of fades away and it's more about like meaning and enjoying life and I think at times that when people are older and they know that you know the days are limited or that they're on that afternoon section of their life that they appreciate more what life's about and if you can be around people and, and absorb that, I think it really helps to sort of put life in perspective like is that what you've found? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, I think so many people just get caught up in, you know, oh, by the time I'm this age, I have to do this. And by the time I'm this age, I have to do that. Instead of just like, you know, taking the time to like, look back and be like, wow, I've 
got a great life, you know, I've, I've accomplished some amazing things. And like, maybe I don't have to follow this specific path that maybe other people think you have to. Mm, mm. And so because you've kind of got it dialed in and you're happy and you've got your passions, like multiple passions built in, um, is that something that you've just sort of constructed over time? I mean, you know, I know like from couch potato to now, you know, it, it does sound like you've kind of got this really nice, well put together, balanced life. Like, have you just sort of slowly been working towards that or is it kind of just fallen into place or like have you put your mind to it? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Like, some things have definitely fallen into place and then other things like, you know, habits that you have to like, change and work on but yeah it's definitely all come together i think mm, mm. it's certainly interesting I'm, um I'm, I'm very intrigued as to like how you know how can we like bottle things like that like how how could you like bottle that and say okay well here's a kind of a recipe for um enjoyment you know like one part this one part but like in in a way like it sounds funny to even talk about it like a recipe but you know you you it You've got a certain amount of time. You've got to be present. It sounds like to me that you've got passions that you want to be in the moment for. That seems to be a good ingredient. So do you often, um, like whether you're setting goals or different things, but are you? it sounds to me like you'd be a good person at living in the moment? Yeah, I think so. Like even with uh, training for a race or whatever, like I like to <laughs> – go like one day at a time like you know what can I do in this day to be productive or to be happy or just to you know follow my passions Mm, I like it I like it and so do you set goals as well like I mean have you got any endurance goals or any other goals that you're sort of working towards yeah so actually this year I want to run two half marathons in two days so this is actually something Yeah, so I actually tried to do it last year, but, like, weirdly enough, I wasn't able to finish the first half because, like, we had this crazy unexpected weather happen. Um, It got ridiculously cold, and I was just completely unprepared for it. So um, it was really bad, and I ended up dropping out of the first uh, half marathon at around five miles. But then the next day, I went and finished the second half marathon, and I actually did that one with my dad. Mm, That would have been nice. Yeah, it was great. But now, like, I feel like I have to redeem myself, right? So I'm going for it again this year. But this time... That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, and this time I roped my dad into doing both of the half marathons with me. So Nice. So he'll travel. um, Where where is it that you're going to be doing those? So we're doing it here in Kansas. So he'll be traveling from Colorado to Kansas in November to do them with me. So that's cool. So it sounds like you've got a good relationship um, with dad and, and able to do those events. I mean, that I um, did a, tri- uh, what do you, like a sprint or an entire triathlon with my dad. And it's like, you know, that was one of the best moments ever. Um, you know, and it's like you become an adult and, you know, I suppose as an adult, we're always supposed to be buttoned up and, you know, it's serious. It's very serious. But but truthfully, <laughs> like I'm just a big kid and, and re- time with my dad, time with my mom, time with my granddad. I love those sorts of things so much. Time with friends. Um, you know, it's almost like I maybe never grew up. Like I, I, I kind of have, and and I and I operate in the real world, but secretly I'm just always looking for opportunities to enjoy 
that that inner child and that spice of life. So it sounds to me like you've you've got that really good relationship going with dad to be able to do those things together. Oh yeah, and I definitely agree about the <laughs> being just like secretly a big kid. Like mm. I that is definitely me. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's almost a shame to to, to grow up like I I don't know why but my mind is dominated with thoughts I, I, I can't even hardly remember the Wizard of Oz but it's dominated with different thoughts right now you're talking about the weather I'm like whoa did it blow the barn away like come on Tom like just <laughs> I don't know why because you know I'm just talking and, and my, my my role here is to talk and guide the conversation along um, but sometimes the thoughts that come in my head I'm like come on you know um, but but it, like the Wizard of Oz thing it's almost like click your heels and you can go back to just where it's like so fun and and you know and it's and it's this different time and um, but as as big kids, it's nice. And I, and what is it? What is it that we're actually tapping into? What changes when you become an adult? Is it is it the seriousness of everything? Is it the is it the well? I must now pay the bills, and I've got to pay the rates and the electricity. And maybe that sucks the life out of it. Because as a kid, you just like, what am I gonna do today? That's fun! Yay! Uh, you know, like is it is it like we all just need a good good amount of yay? in our lives like how much yay is everyone getting in their lives that's a good question i yeah that's a great question and i think that that is what happens to people whenever they like quote unquote grow up like they use that they lose that just like sense of joy that like a lot of children seem to have yeah because if you you know if there was a joyometer you know like some i'm imagining one of those radio radioactive devices like tick 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 you know yeah, and, and yeah. It, like if 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 you're pointing the joyometer at yourself and and it's or or at, when you're carrying it in your pocket if you're not hearing that thing like go berserk you know beeping at least once a month to make some changes because so, you know when you think of a kid joy is like a daily occurrence i mean it was for me i'm climbing trees i'm, I'm catching bugs i'm digging in the dirt it didn't like it, it, as a kid that you don't need to turn very far to turn like i, I watched my my kid came in here the other day and he's wearing a shoebox on his head but like he's <laughs> like ah, I'm a monster. And I'm just like, this is so great. Like, that's a, just a shoebox. And yet now he's a shoebox monster. You know, I mean, okay, it might be odd if, you know, we ran into, like if you came around the corner and your husband was like, <laughs> oh, I'm a shoebox monster. You'd be like, whoa. But maybe, like, who knows? Maybe instead of judging, we'd all just be like, why not? Let me grab my other shoebox. Yeah, we're both monsters. People are listening to this, right? Like he, Tom's lost his mind. But look, the thing is, it's just that we need the joy because there's, it's like if we're a massive jug and the joy is what fills us up, you know, there's other things like love and, and good moments and things. But if we're not actively finding ways to fill that jug with, with joy and, and experiences, there's plenty of things that will drain us. So I just let, let's bring back our inner child, I say. Oh, I agree 100%. Like, I think you should find something that feels like almost play you know like find something that makes you feel like a little kid again mm. and the kind of minute then that that somewhat balances out because it can sometimes i feel and people i talk to it's like oh god job do i have to go to my job and it's like if you can change your job or work towards getting to a different job and like there's limitations and you know it's like oh i might want to be an astronaut but that's not, probably not going to happen for me right so it's like you know we we have some limitations but is work rest and play i i think that is a good thing as well like yeah it's got to be some work in there and, and actually working feels good because it's like you put your time in you you 
you know, you're helping out, you're adding to the community or whatever it might be that you're doing. Um, you need to rest because you need to, you know, get your body back to a right place, your mind back to the right place. But play, where's the play bit? You know, it's, is anyone really fitting in time for play? Because often work is five or six days a week. So it's easy to get to that couch and be stuck to the couch, like you're saying, but you're the perfect example of like, no, don't get stuck on the couch. You There's more to life. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And I think for a lot of runners and endurance athletes in general, like your sport becomes your play, you know, like it just becomes that time where you get to almost be a little kid again. Mm, and then it's like a couple of birds, one stone, because, you know, it's like, not only am I, I'm feeling healthier, I've got the endorphins and, and it is, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the double up, like you're getting multiple benefits from it. So that's, that's a positive way of looking at it. I like that. And so from your perspective, you know, you, you, you are quite an inspiring person. You, you really, again, like being being well put together, having, you know, a good head on your shoulders and, and knowing what's important in your life and living those things and enjoying them. Uh, it's a, it's a pretty simple recipe, but it, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a great one from what I, where I'm sitting and certainly inspiring me, but from your perspective, who inspires you and why? Uh, definitely my dad. <laughs> he is the coolest person I know. So, um, he usually walks around wearing like a pink shirt and he has this Barbie that he straps to his backpack, which is just like the best conversation starter I've ever seen. Um, Interesting. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> and um, this babe follows me everywhere. <laughs> like, well, I guess that's probably yeah, pretty true. <laughs> that, that is exactly it. But, um, so he's, he's just a fun guy, but he's also one of the most hardest working and determined people that I know. So growing up, you know, he supported me and my siblings and my mom as a truck driver. So he was gone a lot, but, you know, he still took the time to do stuff with us and play with us. And like, he taught me everything that I know, basically, and now he finds time to run and hike and mountain bike and rock climb. And uh, he's just the coolest. Yeah, he sounds like Mr. Adventure. Oh, he absolutely is. So that's cool. And it's and it's nice to be able to have, um, you know, family be inspiring. Like, I, I, I think that's that's a nice touch. Um, there, it's There's, uh, I'm trying to think of the thing. It's a bit of a sad story, but there's a story about diamonds at your feet. And um, it's someone authored it. And But it's just the, the, when you boil the story down, it was really all about, like, often looking around us, there's diamonds at our feet. We can go search the world for riches and whatever else, but if we actually stop and look around us right where we stand, there's often a lot of treasure that we might have missed had we tried to go in, in, in the search of something else. Uh, and it sounds to me like, in a way, you're, again, right on top of um, enjoying what's around you and seeing, you know, the the beauty in, you know, those around you. And, and it's nice to hear that that relationship's so nice with your dad. Oh, absolutely. And so are you working with any brands at the moment? I haven't um, sort of really come across or, or seen, um, you know, from memory who you're working with, but are you working with um, some brands at the moment? Yeah, I, I'm working with a couple. I, I don't like to work with a lot of brands because, you know, with like the influencer just like situation we have going on in the world, there's just like so many people trying to sell you stuff. Mm. So I only I only really like to 
work with like brands or like in this case a race that like I really believe in and that I love and personally use or do. So um, I'm a ambassador for the Gobbler Grind Half Marathon. So it's this super fun race here in Kansas. Um, it's on November 10th this year. And um, it part of it is actually on the paved trail that I started running on. So I thought that was super cool. Mm. Um, yeah, and the aid station volunteers are the best people I've ever met. And it is a lot of fun. So if you want to do a race in Kansas in November, uh, people can use the code GG1980 to save $20 when they register. Nice. That's cool. I don't think anybody would um, be opposed to saving a little um, bit of money um, on a race because they, they do tend to add up. So every dollar counts. So that's cool. So, um, you know, what's the phonetic thing? I, you know, I wish I'd learned that phonetic thing. It's like Zulu. And um, so G, um, GG, Gobbler Grind, 1-9. Yes, Gobbler and, Grind. And then A for Apple, D for Dog? Yes, yes, exactly. Nice, nice. Well, that's cool. Thanks for dropping that. That's cool. And so from from your perspective, like, you know, you reformed couch potato. Uh, there may be other people on the couch right now going, hey, I'm a couch potato right now. Um, and they're, they're looking to you or listening to this and they're thinking, okay, you know, it's it's, it's cool. This, this, this girl's she's really got it going on. Um, but from your perspective, would you have a few tips, uh, you know, for people that are thinking about getting off the couch and into endurance activities? Yeah. So I think the first thing is that you need to find something that you really love. So, you know, like running or hiking or cycling or just whatever, I think you really have to enjoy it. That way you're more likely to stick with it. Mm. Um, I think another thing that's really hard uh, from going from a reformed couch potato to an endurance athlete is you really have to learn to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because endurance sports, like, part of the appeal is the fact that there are times where, like, you're uncomfortable and you have to push yourself and kind of push your limits. And I think that's something that you have to learn to to deal with and to just get comfortable doing. Mm, mm, I like that. That's good. Actually, I like both of those. Um, <laughs> you know, really, like, the finding something you love thing, It's in a, in, we've talked about it a few times. And, and again, again, it seems like something you've really mastered. But you if if you, if you oh, I was talking to someone yesterday and I've probably already said this in the podcast once I love the quote but if you're going to climb the ladder of success make sure that it's up against the right wall because if you climb all the way up and you're like yay and then you realize actually this isn't where I want to be you then have to climb down move the ladder and then actually climb up somewhere that you'd want to be or you end up staying up at that other place thinking oh well I've come too far so if you can actually work out what it is that you love in a way that might be trying new things go to a Toastmasters club, do a knitting course, go and, you know, try different things and go for a run, go for a run, go for a ride, mountain climb, try things until you find the thing that you're like interested in. Because then when the, when the challenges come and the hard times come in that thing, well, then you're up for them because you're like, actually, no, because I get so much joy that I don't mind these little miserable moments or those challenging moments. Oh, exactly. And I mean, in endurance sports, those challenging moments, they do come. So mm. I think you you definitely have to be like 100% committed to what you're doing. Mm. Any other tips? Um, yeah, I mean, I think you just have to have fun with it and don't take yourself too seriously all of the time, you know. 
Um, I think it's important to laugh because, you know, just some of the things you do as an endurance athlete, they just seem absurd from a non-athlete um, perspective. So, yeah, I think you just need to have fun with it. I like it. I like it. You you are just such a lovely young lady, super positive. I, I Zen, uh, this just like real like Zen dialed in uh, positive. I just it's 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 just really inspiring to see how you seem to have struck the right balance in life um, to really be enjoying the journey. You know, like I I feel like the at the rate that you're going, you know, that you'll be able to look back and you'll be able to look stop right now and, and put your finger on the pulse of your own life and realize that it's a great life. But also, you know, going ahead in time and looking back, I can see that, you know, you'll be able to do the same thing that you really will have en enjoyed the journey. Um, and I think in this day and age, that is a gift um, and something to be treasured. So, so well done on, on reaching that. Um, and also um, for sharing that with us, I really do appreciate that. Um, and so if people are wanting to follow along on the journey, what's the best like social media website handles that for people to be able to follow along? Yeah. So I am super active on Instagram. So you can find me at the running rebel 91. And I also have a blog that I often update, and that is at therunningrebel.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome! And it, like I, I mainly follow on Instagram, and it's um, it you just you do you post a lot, um, and it does do. just yeah, yeah. But it's 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 you know, it's, I I love seeing them pop up because I'm like, oh wow, look at that tasty! And then like there'll be pictures of fruit. I'm like, yeah, I better go and have an orange or something now. Um, <laughs> so it it does sometimes um, prompt me to to even eat healthier, which I have appreciated as well. But actually, this has been such a fun catch up. I certainly appreciate you taking the time. Um, to to share your story and and fill us in on 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 your thoughts. Um, really, it has been fun getting into your mind space. But um, again, a big thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was a great time. <laughs>